the Republican Party will soon be known as the party of health care. The U.S. Justice Department is ramping up its efforts to topple Obamacare once and for all. In a dramatic reversal, the Trump administration now says the entire Affordable Care Act should be struck down. President Trump has repeatedly said he would protect people with pre-existing conditions, but this new shift doubles down on stripping away all of the law's health care protections and sets up a new fight on the road to 2020. This is TikTok. I'm Andrew Mock. Joining me today is Bloomberg News health policy reporter Anna Edney. Anna, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. So the news today is that the Justice Department wants to strike down the entire Affordable Care Act. This seems like a pretty big shift from when Jeff Sessions was attorney general. That's exactly right. It's a huge shift because when um, the Justice Department originally weighed in, they said that the just a piece of the Affordable Care Act should be overturned. And that was, you know, they said because the the tax um, that was levied if people did not have insurance was gone, and that was a result of the 2017 tax law that Congress passed. And they said because that, that tax was no longer there, that the one part that of the Affordable Care Act that should fall is the part about pre-existing conditions, which says insurance companies have to sell to people and not charge them more if they have a pre-existing condition. So now, instead of just that one piece, the Justice Department is saying the entire law should be struck. And so what's the route from here like? I mean, is the ACA destined for the Supreme Court yet again? It does seem that way. It's um, the the ruling that the Affordable Care Act is unconstitutional um, was is in appeals right now, and it's um, it's not taking effect while that is going through the process. But it does seem very likely that this will be something the Supreme Court will eventually take up. And obviously, they've they've upheld it twice before. Is there a stronger likelihood now that the justices would strike it down this time? They have upheld it before, and the key vote on that was um, Chief Justice John Roberts. So it's likely that his position could remain the same and that it won't get struck down. But it's very hard to tell, given that the tax is no longer part of the law, um, whether he might change his position on that. I want to pivot to the breadth of Obamacare, because I think most people think of it as just these exchanges for people to get coverage. But it's so, so much more than that, right? I mean, it affects 20 million people. It is a lot more than that. So the exchanges are a lot of those people, those 20 million people. But the other part is a Medicaid expansion, um, which a lot of the states have adopted. So that's um, expanded health care to millions more people. And then you know, also kids can stay on their, uh, under 26, can stay on their parents' insurance. That is part of the Affordable Care Act. Free preventative care is also part of the law. And then you have stuff that doesn't even deal really with insurance, but was in the law. Um, you know, the calorie counts that you're seeing listed on menus now, that was part of the, the legislation. Um, the FDA is able to approve what are called biosimilars. They're cheaper versions of really expensive, complex biologic drugs. Those are able to come to market because of the ACA. So the the you know, implications of this could be huge. And to add to that, this is only a nine-year-old law. I mean, I can't even think of how the government would even begin to start dismantling Obamacare. I mean, do we know how that would work, even down to like the individual hospital level? 
Well, I think, you know, we've seen um, sort of attempts to do this by Republicans in Congress, and they were unsuccessful. So I'm not sure that anyone really knows what dismantling Obamacare would or could look like. Um, the administration has said for some time that they have sort of a backup plan, that they have a plan B. They won't share that plan, so no one knows what it is. Um, Deputy Secretary for Health and Human Services Eric Hargan was before the House Budget Committee today um, testifying, and he said that they stand ready and willing to work with Congress to come up with something that would essentially replace the Affordable Care Act, but it doesn't look like they have anything in line now that would, you know, kind of be a, a plan B for dealing with this. It, that's really interesting because, you know, the Trump administration, they want to get rid of it. They're not going to tell you how they want to do it. They don't have this replace part of the repeal and replace plan set. I mean, what does that tell us about this context? Like, I mean, does that signify that they think this is a fight that they can't win and they're just trying to steal the health care clout from Democrats before 2020? Or do they th- do you think there there's a real legitimate strategy here? I think that the uh, Justice Department, what they did last night, essentially, you know, saying that all of the ACA should be struck down was a surprise. Um, we haven't heard really a lot from Republican leaders today on whether they support this. We have seen a tweet from President Trump saying Republicans are going to be the health care party, which is very interesting (laughs) given that they are trying to get rid of the ACA. And so, you know, what it really looks like is potentially a gift for Democrats who have done well on health care issues. 2018 elections were really focused on that, and you know Democrats were able to take back the House. And so this could be something that they might actually be able to, to run on into 2020. And I want to just back up to the divisions within the Republican Party on this. Obviously, we don't know entirely what that means, but we should say Obamacare has been on Trump's kill list for a long time. I mean, this was basically at the root of his feud with the late Senator John McCain, which is still ongoing. So, I mean, when we get into the politics of it all, do you think this plays is a good move internally? I mean, there must be divisions that are already set up on this issue alone within the party. I think that you know Trump made this as a campaign promise, um, you know that he was going to get rid of uh, you know Obamacare, and so it's something that he wants to keep that promise. Um, it's every time that since repeal and replace failed um, over and over again, he you know, Republicans have pushed him not to to talk about that, to bring that up. It's something they really don't want to go back to. You've seen um, Senator Lamar Alexander, who's the chairman of the Senate Health Committee, say that it's time to move on. Um, he wants to work on other things that could be bipartisan, like you know, um, reducing health costs and reducing drug prices. Um, so there certainly seems to be a division um, among those who kind of are the rank and file versus um, where Trump is apparently heading on this, which seems to be a bit of a surprise. Right. So let's go back now and into the 2020 discussion. Um, you know, you called it a gift for Democrats, a potential gift for Democrats. I believe Senator Kamala Harris was the first 2020 candidate to weigh in last night um, when she said the Trump administration is trying to take health care away from tens of millions of Americans again. 
How does this now set up the 2020 fight that is something that Democrats can really run on? Well, Democrats have been talking, you know, when you first saw some of the early presidential contenders in the Democratic Party come out, they were really focused on Medicare for all um, and looking to kind of provide universal coverage. That has moderated a little bit, and particularly the party leaders don't exactly want to go there yet. They think it's too soon. Um, they do want to make sure that the Affordable Care Act is act is shored up. So it gives them, this gives them kind of a, um, a, a place to stand on that versus having this like internal Medicare for all fight, whether they should do it or they shouldn't. This is focusing them all on the Affordable Care Act and is, you know, something that they can talk about that they want to protect pre-existing conditions and look what the Trump administration is doing. They're doing exactly the opposite. And all of these other things could fall. And, and you know, they're, they're able to easily say in a campaign slogan, the Trump administration wants to take health care away from 20 million people. And let's drill into that a little bit more where what do we know about how voters think of I mean, how is health care really a kitchen table issue? It's something that voters really care about, right? It is. It, it polled really well. Um, certainly people leaving the polls in 2018 brought it up as a top issue of what they were voting on. And it was unclear if it would remain that way for 2020, but all signs keep pointing to healthcare still being a top issue. That's all very good to know. Again, I've been speaking with Bloomberg News health policy reporter Anna Edney. You can follow her on Twitter at Anna Edney. Anna, thanks for speaking with me today. Thanks for having me on. And I'm Andrew Mock. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew J. Mock and get all of your latest updates on Twitter at TikTok.